It's time for Monday Night Sports Talk on News Talk 1400 WDWS Champaign-Urbana. Featuring the News Gazette media sports writers, Matt Daniels, Bob Osmussen, and Scott Ritchie. Delivering the latest insights on the Illini and more. Join the program by calling 217-356-9397 or send a text to the Castle Heating and Cooling text line 217-351-5357. Now, here are the News Gazette media sports writers and your host, Steve Kelly. Good afternoon, sports fans, and welcome to Monday Night Sports Talk. We're with you until shortly before 6 o'clock tonight. Here on News Talk 1400, DWS, Matt Daniels is here, Scott Ritchie, Bob Osmussen. Phone line open, 217-356-9397. Matthew, what do you say? What do you know? What do you hear? Uh, Apparently it's very sunny here in the the studio because Bob's got a bright red (laughs) sunglasses on, and I just clocked myself in the face trying to put these headphones on, so we're off to a great start. If you had sunglasses, that wouldn't have happened. (laughs) Those are behind-the-scenes observations. Uh, Illinois basketball still has not hired an assistant coach. I'm waiting for Scott Ritchie to explain why later on. And uh, yeah, lots and you're of- putting together the sports page for the News Gazette on Tuesday. What's your lead story? What's your headline story going to be? Give it away. Go ahead. High school baseball. Really? A lot of a lot of uh, a lot of postseason events going on uh, on the high school fronts uh, last week, and as well as this week, and, and continuing into next week as well. So, uh, Colin Likas is going to be over at Muhammad Seymour for a regional title baseball game between the host Bulldogs and the Centennial Chargers. So, we got some uh, volleyball news in the paper got too. Some big volleyball news. Uh, Scott's on that beat. Two two former Illini going to the Olympics. Yeah, and it wasn't necessarily surprising news, but it just became official today that uh, Michelle Barsh-Hackley and Jordan Poulter are both on the U.S. Olympic roster and will be headed to Tokyo at the end of July. Football-wise, Bob, and basketball, and we'll get to that too as well, uh, a busy first week in the month of June right? around here with people finally being able to come and go as they please and do things they want to do, coaches getting out. Players getting to see campus for the first time. That includes commits and people that uh, they're recruiting as well. Yeah, and this was expected once they freed up this calendar. And I think Brett Milema has a good plan. We'll see how it works. He got to commit, I believe, today, right? It's another one. Yes, Bob. I, did. I should pay attention to this stuff. Who is it? Uh, uh, I can't tell you. It's got from Illinois somewhere. Malachi Hood. Thank you. Is his name linebacker uh, from Joliet Catholic? They got well. That's a school that's uh, home of uh, running back. Who, uh, Jordan my, Anderson. Uh, Josh Mike Ferguson. Allstott. Mike Alston. Yeah. Yep. That's that's in the way back machine. And he didn't take much time, did he? He was offered last week. Last Wednesday, Illinois extended an offer to Hood. And no he, other offers, though, right? No other offers at this time. Uh, he was getting interest from uh, Purdue, Northwestern, Wisconsin. So I'm sure, as in all things recruiting, once you kind of get that first offer, then the interest kind of starts to pick up. But yeah, Illinois was his his first offer. Six two, two hundred and ten linebacker. Uh, first defensive commit in the class for Illinois. That's right. Uh, up to nine now. Uh, this afternoon, Illinois was ranked 27th in the country, and according to Rivals, and 29th according to 247 Sports. You know, no, no, neither of those organizations. I know, but it helps no fill a, it, it helps, does. It helps fill a radio time slot on Monday. Good point. In, uh, second week. They of get June. the top ten. Then we're talking about seven. Sure. And they might. What if they're 11? 11? 11's uh, fine. Okay. That Ron Zook, uh, early in his career, was in a top 15-ish, and that was 
it was clear, and the team took off. Yeah, and Illinois got the most. They've got nine commits right now. It's the most of any Big Ten West team. Okay. So there's that number to hang your hat on right now. And coming up in nine days, less than ten days, might be right at nine days, some football showcases for um, Illinois football prospects will be uh, going on on campus. Right, and... All that stuff is going to be helpful for a little while because you got to get people here. Now, they have sent things that the old staffs, Levy Smith, the Orleans Square, didn't have these things to show off. So the Smith Center is going to be a big help for them. We always knew that, but I think the practical side will come up. And, again, I think, think this staff, based on what I've seen of their work so far, First of all, they're doing a great job in Illinois. They're motivated to recruit Illinois. I think they heard enough about how bad it was before. So they're clearly taking that seriously. But they're going to go everywhere. And I think we'll see guys from all over the place. I think this will be a huge class. It has to be. Because they're losing so many seniors, super seniors, after this year. This next class is going to be really big. as has to be, you know, the quality. The fact they're, would you say, Matt, 27th? 27th in the rankings That's, that you don't care about, Bob. Right. Well, I care about them and in that fact that they have to be fairly high because they get to build this thing. The, the roster is in trouble after this year. Are you still doing any work as you have done in the past for any of the national publications preseason? Yes. Okay. I wrote for the Athlon preview. Uh, I should get a little, you know, commercial fee from them. But the Athlon was me. Is The Illinois story is by me. If you see the... All Big Ten uh, nominees, nominees from Illinois, the first, second. I think they had seven or eight guys. That was kind of my doing. So, With that said, Illinois is not getting much preseason love no. uh, around the not country. A, not a surprise. Not a surprise. Yeah, but I'm a bit surprised that they're dead last in some well, of the projections. Again, if you're picking everybody else, I'm not sure who you put them, put, put them ahead of. I would you put it maybe Purdue that was maybe Rutgers maybe Maryland well oh I see what you're talking about I, in the West I'm talking about totally yeah Tim. totally yeah they're yeah. they're down there right and Maryland's getting a little more love I think people think that things about to turn Rutgers had a decent not horrible a year last year I think what Illinois did last year was it was really hurting them now I think people look and say what a, what a disaster that was even though they have a lot of guys back they didn't do a whole lot last year they struggled. And they feel, and they see Josh Matter Baby gone and Kendra Green gone. It's like, okay, wait a minute. There's some problems there. I think Illinois, to get some national attention, is going to have to win some games. So, pretty easy. We do have the uh, phone lines open, 217-356-9397. I believe we have a caller. Go ahead. You're on the air. Hi, it's Carl. Hey, Carl. Um, I just wanted to make a comment. First, The first thing is, you said, well, the rankings don't matter until you reach the top 10. At this point, where when the well, bleh, the way Illinois has been ranked as a recruiting classes the last couple of years, I'll be happy if they can make the top 40 this year. But uh, that's my opinion. That's a good point. Also, also uh, with Brett Brielema, it seemed like most of the coaches in the West, at least the Western conference the big 10 are his friends which is kind of a sharp contrast from lovey smith who said uh i recall that he said he didn't have many friends among coaches probably so, not in college because he didn't know those guys uh 
uh, college football for Brett Bielema makes more sense. He obviously Wisconsin. He's that's a well. Great I mean, you think of Bielema's time in college football. He, right. he worked for Kirk Ferentz at, at Iowa. Right. He knows Paul Chris from coach, being coach, coach with, him, with yeah. him at Wisconsin. So there's two other teams in the Big Ten West. Uh, he's an Illinois native, like PJ Fleck is right. in Minnesota. Scott Frost, I'm sure he's had some interactions with at some point in his career. I mean, Bielema is a, a known commodity in college football, and, and that plays itself out uh, among the rest and, of the big And he's, he's a friendly guy, clearly a guy that kind of goes out of his way to meet people, talk to people. I think that would be uh, everybody I've heard from in the Big Ten likes him. I mean, generally, there's there may be an exception to it, but he, people like tend to like him. Yeah. Yeah, I think that makes some sense. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Pat Fitzgerald is pretty well respected, and uh, people like him, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Yeah, well, he said he's fr- he's close friends with Pat Fitzgerald, as I recall, mm-hmm. from yeah. what he said. But I do have a question for Scott, so you don't li- so you don't feel left out. That's big of you, Carl. Go ahead. With, with the uh, uh, guy who's the transfer guy was who was uh, out for the season. If he comes back with the guy who comes from Utah, uh, it strikes me that Illinois will have some of the best uh, out uh, three point shooting it's ever had. What's your opinion on that, Scott? Talking about Austin Hutcherson and Alfonso Plummer, correct? Correct, and I mean yeah. on paper, yeah, that. When you add in those two plus Trent Frazier, who kind of had a, a bounce back year last season, then obviously uh, shot the ball well uh, in his career. Uh, Demonte Williams, who was the most efficient three point shooter in the country uh, on low percentage uh, or low attempts, at least. Um, yeah, they should shoot the ball really well. Uh, they just have to, you know, go out and do it. But you know, the improvement from two years ago to last season was stark and needed. And Austin Hutcherson should. Alfonso Plummer should only you know increase that, um, but Alrighty, you then. have to make them. Yeah, yeah. Always got to do that. Thank well, you. Yeah, Bye. Carl. Always good to hear, hear your voice. Appreciate you calling. It is five twenty, Monday night sports talk. We're gonna take a break. We'll be back with more more basketball talk as well after this. Stay with us. Your radio station has been hijacked by Pirate Radio. Actually, this is just a radio ad for Dick Van Dyke Appliance World. It's in the tension together, Dennis. Trust me. This is Pirate Radio, and we're taking over the airwaves or an important announcement from Dick Van Dyke Appliance World. Hold on a second. Now, I'm an upset customer with a real problem. My dishwasher is leaking water, and I have about eight kids. Last count, anyway. Okay, okay. This commercial's an important announcement from Dennis. That's right. Wow. All right. Here we go. This is Pirate Radio, and Dick Van Dyke Plans World has taken over your airwaves with an important message. I'm Dennis Regan, owner of Dick Van Dyke Appliance World. If you want award-winning appliance repair service, award-winning appliance sales, stop into one of our four locations. Uh, Dennis, we're out of time. That's a bummer. Wow! When you buy from us, you get the whole store. The ribeye has the best the greatest steak in town. 
The sound of sizzling steaks is synonymous with the ribeye, the great one steak place on South Neal Street in Champaign. After you tackle the great salad bar, the sizzling ribeye arrives at your table cooked to your liking. The ribeye, 1701 South Neal Street, Champaign. The ribeye is the best. We're the one, the great one steak place. Now open for indoor dining. Alexander Lumber carries a full range of high-quality products that you can't find in a big-box store. And Alexander Lumber has the expertise to help you select what's best for your project. They'll help you, whether you're a building professional or a homeowner, choose the quality products you want to meet your budget. As a company, Alexander Lumber has been helping build communities for nearly 130 years. Alexander Lumber is very proud to be a part of the Champaign-Urbana community and support our fighting Illini. Visit Alexander Lumber at 1720 West Anthony Drive in Champaign. Your next project starts here. Fitting in has never been Schwab's mission. A more personal approach for every investor is. So unlike other firms, Schwab will help you build a financial plan based on your needs, not theirs. We're also the only firm in the industry to offer low costs and a satisfaction guarantee. Other brokerages might find it unusual, but to Schwab, it's just common sense. Visit schwab.com slash compare us or call the Champaign Independent Branch at 217-689-4767. With steel, the great American outdoors are closer than you think. And with battery power made by steel, our AK Homeowner Battery Series starts at just $199.99. Pick up a steel battery trimmer or blower today. Real steel. Find yours at Muhammad Small Engine Dealer, 601 East Main Street, Muhammad. Open 8 to 5 Monday through Friday and 8 to noon on Saturday. Now at NewsGazette.com, Inside the Line of Basketball, our weekly podcast with beat writer Scott Ritchie, who will tell you all about all of the recruits wind up in Champaign this summer. Welcome back to the show, everybody. We're headed towards shortly before 6 o'clock. There's some Little League Baseball along the air tonight here on DWF. Nothing new. Uh, Scott took a couple days off last week, right? Were you able to actually take a couple days off? I was, and it was it was glorious. What'd you do? Uh, did some traveling. Saw some friends in South Carolina. Stopped in Louisville on the way home to Sample a few different bourbons, several different bourbons, maybe. Just research. Yeah. Um, and I was sort of assuming Illinois would have hired a third assistant while I was gone. Uh, instead, things uh, just continued. They, to didn't want, they didn't want to do okay. it while you were gone. I called Brad Underwood and told him, hey, please Wait. don't do this while the beat writer's away. This guy's busy. You're right. Yeah. Because uh, exactly. on the last Zoom I was on, I can't remember what for, I told, it was before I left on vacation, I told Kent Brown, this like, you can go ahead and announce anything you want. I won't be here next week and someone else can, can handle it. But well, that must there was been. nothing to announce. Well, you, as far as you know, <laughs> <laughs> they, maybe they said, well, let's wait till Scott gets back. But... The players will be back soon. Yeah, well, Trent Frazier actually tweeted today. He's returning in five days, and okay. like most of the team will be back by the end of next week. And then you know, summer workouts will get started to coincide with the beginning of the the eight week summer school session, and it'll be a typical summer. After last year was, or last summer was kind of anything but. So that'll be good for you know the freshmen and the incoming transfers to have. Like some real time in the gym with the coaches, with their new teammates. And it would be nice. You would think that Brad Underwood would want the staff set up in its entirety at that time when those guys get back. One would assume. Uh, But uh, there's there's really nothing out there. I mean, 
he he's keeping this whatever the process is to get a third assistant really close to the vest. And you know, he's said previously is like we'd be wowed by the people that have expressed interest. But it was like. Okay, well, how come none of them have taken this job? Well, maybe he's weeded the way through the guys that were looking to parlay that into a raise and got that part of it out of the way. He's, you know, it's kind of the same thing he said about recruiting is, you know, fit to him means more than, you know, maybe your your bio or your history, just kind of how they fit alongside, you know, Chester Frazier, Jeff Alexander, and then also kind of a fit in terms of what they bring on the recruiting trail, maybe the position that they coach. So, uh, TBD, though, on who that number three is going to be. Well, they've had some visitors. They've had some offers made. Uh, Ty Pence was in uh, from St. Joe Ogden last week. Jaden Shute scheduled to be here today, correct? Yeah, and he is, the I think, the sixth that they've had on campus for an unofficial visit uh, in the last... I guess not even a full week. Right. Six um, days, seven days now. Yeah. So it'd be interesting to see, you know, just because Jaden shoots from the most recent today is like, because he has an official visit set up with Michigan State later this week. It's an unofficial here today at Illinois. Um, I think Michigan State's kind of a, a real challenger in that recruitment. And by setting up an, an official visit in early June, kind of makes you look like Tom Izzo's trying to lock that down because you know, Illinois, all of these visits have been unofficial and they're trying to get official visits like in the fall when there's life on campus again and maybe a football game that they can take you know players to. So uh, but yeah, I'm just curious to kind of see how this all shakes out for, for Jaden Trude, who's one of the top players in the, the state and the class of 2022 and uh, a top 100 player nationally. AJ Storr was here last week. Yeah. After decommitting from Illinois, uh, he and his family were here. It's not often that people that decommit recommit, but I'm sure it's been done. And uh, obviously, Illinois is hoping to do that with AJ Storr. Yeah, it, it's not a never right. situation. It's just a very rarely, rarely do you see someone decommit and then say, "Oh, well, I think I made a mistake." and go back to the original school. Well, in his defense, uh, I think he, they're looking at it with an open mind. There was a coaching change. Assistant coaching change. Yeah, which <laughs> apparently is the biggest thing around it these days. Lots of attention being paid to that. But it makes sense. Your Chin Coleman was you know, the quote-unquote lead recruiter for AJ Store, and now he's at Kentucky. So that does change things. But uh, when AJ Store committed to Illinois, he had two other high major offers since decommitting he's added at least a half dozen including kansas i think is the most recent one and then new oklahoma coach porter moser offered him i think within like two hours of his decommitment so he is getting a lot more attention on the recruiting trail a lot more offers and he's playing really well this summer so i mean they're earned and you know teams are getting a chance to see him a little bit more and uh, we'll just kind of see what that all means for Illinois. Some of the strategy there as far as uh, Brad Underwood and his staff is to to have some of these guys here in June on unofficial visits and hopefully get them back in the fall when uh, there's more activity on campus for official visits. Yeah, and despite kind of the run here in the opening week of the now not-dead recruiting period, um, 
you know, Brett Arnold said that they were going to you know, have some early, but really would have more later in the summer once the team was back on campus. So they give, would give the recruits maybe a, a better idea of you know, what things look like on the basketball court because there's nobody here for them to maybe get to hang out a little bit with uh, besides the, the coaches and the staff. And when the players are here, tell me the difference. Is there a difference between a high school player on an official visit? I know what the basic difference are between official visits and unofficial. Unofficial, you're basically on your own dime. But can those players get on the court with current players? If they can't, and it's, I mean, this is the NCAA being the NCAA. ridiculous a little <laughs> bit, but they can work out with the current team as long as there are no coaches on the court. Gotcha. And like at Ubbin, you know, the coaches' offices overlook the practice court, but the blinds have to be drawn. Like, they can't. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the stupidest thing, but it's the way it works, and they just have to pretend that there's nothing happening. Uh, on the court below. So if they the like have to go out of their office to so, like go to the bathroom, do they have to like shield their eyes? So I th- they can't see. I'm sh- I think there's there's probably a a bathroom they can access without getting you know, <laughs> out on the court. But it's I mean it's so silly, but it's it's the way it is. But I'm sure nobody ever breaks that rule. Never. I'm sure this ne- never. never happened. <laughs> <laughs> but they can work out with them. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the players can they, are they allowed? To, the only current players are allowed to say, "Hey, Joe Smith was really good," or no? Can they? Can they? Yeah, scout, I mean, provide a scout. They can't. I mean, they don't have to pretend that like they just didn't play five. Right, right. <laughs> I did see him. Who's a ghost? Yeah. Uh, hey, Bob, Bob. Just they just write a note and slip it under Brett Underwood's door. He can't can't verbalize. No, it, it's but. simple. Sign him. You know, one of those with the big X. Uh-huh. I was out of town. And actually, just got back into town uh, not long before I came here to the station today. But uh, you had a story in Sunday's News Gazette. I'm told about the uh, NIL name right. likeness name image like this and we had some content on that on Saturday morning right. as well but uh, let's get your thoughts on on, on uh, the story you wrote the column you wrote and you seem to be in favor of it from well, what I could tell it's crazy most people are it's crazy that the players don't get don't have control of this is the first thing and the fact that schools can make fortunes off these guys and not, there's no recourse this seems kind of silly and really arbitrary and unfair and I still think think they're going the right way the question is going to be how do you regulate it in a fair way so how is it that illinois get on the same level playing field as michigan and ohio state i'm not sure they can't be but uh the point where it's raised me uh by uh, administrator from here that basically champaign urbana is pretty devoted to the program Right, and Chicago is fairly well devoted to the program, so he didn't think there would be any problem finding the right number of people to participate in this, and I, I agree with that. And I also said he said, well, in Columbus, Ohio State has twice the number of athletes; they're, they're going to be a little bit more spread out. Mm-hmm. So there's some kind of give and take in all mm-hmm. of it. There'll be some fair, you know, some <clears throat> advantages for some schools. I would think Alabama football. They're going to have an advantage, but they would anyway. So I think the money thing, I just think regulating it is going to be the tricky part. And how do you do it and be fair and not cost people, you know, jobs and stuff? True, Columbus is the biggest city in Ohio, but 
they do love Ohio State football they do. more than almost anything in life. Correct. And that's, that's right. spread throughout the entire state of Ohio and also throughout the Midwest. I mean, Ohio State's got the, I'd say, the most passionate, dedicated fan no base question. in the Big Ten. So I... Oh, yeah. I think still... The screaming you hear is coming from Lincoln, Nebraska. <laughs> no, it's, it's hey, still... They, they, they help bring Big Ten football back, Scott. So without them, there would be no Big Ten football. That's true. Um, but no, I, I think it's going to be an interesting dilemma that programs are going to have to uh, fare with and obviously a lot of attention is going to be placed on men's basketball and football because those are the most arguably the most recognizable athletes on the college right. campus um what would what would i have been worth last year a fortune right I, yeah i don't know that you can put a number on it because i, mean, it I, would I be don't endless i think and it I could mean, be it, it could be that way for a guy like kofi except i don't think it'll be in place in time well then, and like this kofi. is a this is a uh, i don't know if it's a a moot point, but it's it's just because it's there's so much unknown right now about NIL right. and how this is going to affect college athletics and college athletes too. But yes, college athletes should be able to cash in on their own name, image, and likeness. I think that's a pretty self-explanatory yeah. rule that's now hope, going to be in place soon. But something that I don't think has been talked about a lot around the whole NIL debate is just the fact that okay, you're going to have athletes now that they're they're, they have a very regimented schedule as a Division One college athlete. Right. What happens to that athlete now when they have some money, when they have some more freedom, when they're, okay, well, I don't want to go work out. No, I got to go shoot this that, car. I got to go shoot this car commercial. I, again, I don't think that's going to be the case for every athlete, but for the... The, I, the, the, I would assume it was the Kofi Coburns, you know, Justin Fields at Ohio State last season. You know, how do you, okay, yes, you have this opportunity now, but what's going to happen, too, if, if that starts to affect your play on the, the field? The millionaire coaches are going to have to deal with it. How about that? There's my answer to that. No, I get and that. I mean, I think they're going to have to <clears throat> say, okay, guys, you got two hours this week to do X, Y, Z. But is, gotta, the, is the next quarterback at Ohio State going to be as profitable if he does a bunch of commercials and the Buckeyes go six and six probably not and and performance well Mm -hmm. great play great part of it again go back to Io Io was a great player who turned the program right Mm -hmm. so he would would be valuable and I think they'll be you'll I think it'll be very much a market-based deal if you're a good athlete great athlete you're making the program better and you're on tv all the time and doing great things uh, you're gonna you're gonna get rewarded for that. Well, and again, too, and I think it's gonna have to be a, a a discussion between the athlete and and whatever business wants to align with that athlete, right. where it makes sense for that athlete to. Uh, I'm not saying that um, you know Trent Frazier goes and spends his entire Wednesday shooting a car commercial all day, right. you know, and takes his time away from working out with his teammates or things like that. But you're gonna get into some interesting situations that arise too because okay say you have an athlete that's making this x amount of dollars and has this many sponsorships or goes to these autograph signings or whatever the case may be or has this huge following on social media and then you have his teammate who's not doing as much how do you how do you how do you coincide that and and keep the team keep the team chemistry and the dynamic there Intact again. The millionaire coaches are going to have to deal with it. But you're right. That's really a complicated thing. You know, running backs are going to get a lot of a lot of credit. Quarterbacks, right? But uh, the offensive linemen are very important to that whole thing. So how do you justify? Mm-hmm. Yeah, how do you balance that? It's going to be tricky. And this thing creates uh, some issues, but it also 
is such a good thing for the athletes themselves. So I, I think that's all, to me, all the issues are blown out of the water by the fact that the athletes have a chance to benefit from something they should have benefited from. How, how, again, go back to like Shaq. How, how much would Shaq have been worth it? At LSU, how much would Bill Chamberlain have been worth it with Kansas? Why well, they gave me everything anyway. But I, I think, <laughs> hopefully, my hope is, and I, I, I sort of wrote to this a little bit. Hopefully, some of the cheating which we know is going on, right? There's players getting everything. Hopefully, this will take care of some of that. Or it hopefully, might, or, yeah, or, 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 or it might, worse. or it might increase it. Well, and cheaters will cheat. That's, that's, right. Well, they'll just find new and more creative ways to. Where's the, Where's the NCAA on this? Besides dragging their feet, passing the buck, holding hold back. And, and do you? Is that okay? Maybe it's okay that they are passing the buck, well, but I, somebody's got to run this. No, I, I agree. I think uh, you know Mark Emmer has talked out of both sides of his mouth on this issue in, in the last couple of years. You know, he's, exactly. a few years ago he said he was you know ba- basically vehemently opposed to all of this, and uh, you know the amateur model would then soon to not exist at all and now recently he's come out and said well this is this is great news this lets you know students student athletes kind of compete on the a free marketplace so i think this also just kind of the power that the NCAA used to wield over college sports is They're slowly yeah. slowly diminishing and the athletes should have more power no there's no question but you're right the, the NCAA is going backwards and i'm sure they're freaking out I think they'll want something different than what they're going to get. But I, th- I do think what, I think what they'll do, they'll do the how do you make this work from a rule standpoint. I think that's going to be the rule. I think otherwise it's going to be about the co- schools and conferences. We do have the phone lines open. Let's uh, go to the phones. I believe we've got a call here. Go ahead. You're on the air. You're on Monday Night Sports Talk. Uh, yeah, we're talking about this. Pay for... Pay for... Uh, uh, image, imaging. Yep. What? How did that become such a big problem? Why couldn't the NCAA just say, you schools aren't going to do it? The only schools that are going to reap from it are the big-time schools with the big-time players. There's lawsuits. So, I don't get it. There's going to be lawsuits. There'll be lawsuits. Why? Because the players Why? should be able to go. There already have been lawsuits. There have been. Mm-hmm. Ed O'Bannon is the big one. Yeah. And yeah, there have been lawsuits, and well, there's going to be lawsuits. How is there a lawsuit if his image isn't used? It was if a school was cannot use his image. How's there going to be a lawsuit? No, there there was a lawsuit. There was, of- there was a, a big lawsuit involving Ed O'Bannon, former UCLA basketball star. He sued the NCAA. Right, his- that's where it started with UCLA. Those two brothers, and that's because the UC- uh, UCLA used their image. Well, why didn't they just come out and say, you can't do that anymore. All you NCAA schools cannot use a player's image. Because he's already getting a scholarship. He's already, like you said, there's already cheaters out there. So yeah. do you, you don't think do this you, is going to make it worse? Do you think college athletes should not have the ability to profit off their name, image, and likeness? Well, they're going to profit off it at the end of their career in college. College in college if they're any good they will profit and if you but while they're while good, they're in college they should not You're be able to, to go to work in while they're in college they should, what do you think while they're in college they should not be able to profit off their name image and likeness no i don't think so i don't think anybody should in any level of college so can you go 
So if I'm a college student but I don't play sports, can I go get a job? Can you yes. do an ad for yes. Papa Dells? Okay, then why can't a college athlete do that then? Because there, there's too much corruption in athletics, and everybody knows it. And that's why the – I'm not a big NCAA fan, but everybody knows that's why the NCAA was set up, because of the corruption and the cheating that would go on in school. You think this is going to make it easier? No. Hey, I can go to Alabama and get get a uh, one-year contract for uh, the car dealership down there. You think a kid in North Dakota State's going to be able to do that? Hell, heck no. I don't think we know it's yet. It's just another, I don't it's think just we know. another trap you're falling into. It d- depends how profitable the car dealerships are in Fargo, I guess. It depends on how profitable the, the athlete is. Yeah. Not the car dealership. The athlete. But I think and you're the, going to tell me it's a it's a level playing field for all the athletes? It's not. Well, I'm not sure anybody said it's a level playing field for all the athletes. Uh, that that's kind of the way it's been. That's kind of the what, way it will stay. What, do you do you like college sports? I'm not trying to go ahead. Do you like college sports? Sure, I love it. But you think the athletes that you watch and cheer for shouldn't be able to profit off their name, image, and likeness? <laughs> No, I really don't. I think all you're doing is opening up another black hole of corruption that's going to ruin everything. Okay. I'm telling you, it's going to, it's going to ruin more than what it is already. Okay, we appreciate the call. It's thanks for another. Uh, yep, thanks for taking time to okay. do that. Right. We need to take a break. We'll do that and be back with more after this. Stay with us. Make flooring surfaces your first stop for new floors in Champaign. Porcelain tiles, hardwoods, laminates, waterproof vinyls. Flooring Surfaces has hundreds of premium choices in stock that you can take home today, along with all the grouts, mortars, adhesives, and trowels you'll need to get them all installed. Our flooring pros provide expert advice and design assistance free of charge, and you'll find sale pricing on dozens of options, so it's easy to find your perfect floor for less. See Flooring Surfaces today at 401 East Mercury Drive in Champaign. Willow Pond Golf Club in Rantoul is open for a fantastic season of golfing, gaming, good food, and great times. $30 on weekdays, $40 on weekends gets you 18 holes on a beautiful course, riding in brand new easy-go carts with discounts on tee times after 3 p.m. Seniors play for $25 Monday through Friday, and all active military and first responders play for $20 anytime. Willow Pond Golf Club is a great value for a memorable day of golf in Champaign County. Book a tee time today at willowpondgolf.com. Dear Freedom, being parked inside has many wanting to ride unleashed. So Toyota hybrids say, let's go faster and further, revving with power, sizzling with tech, and flying through miles like never before. The powerfully elegant Venza leads the pack and slices through curves with precision and style. Drive big and ride strong with the Sienna's hybrid swagger, spacious seating, and top-notch efficiency. The RAV4 Hybrid takes adventure even farther with plenty of room for all your gear. And here's the best part. Every Toyota Hybrid offers an extended battery warranty for 10 years or 150,000 miles. So let's go places. Toyota Hybrids. For Toyota Hybrid plug-in hybrid and fuel cell and battery electric vehicles beginning with model year 2020. The Hybrid HV battery is covered for 10 years from original date of first use or 150,000 miles, whichever comes first. Coverage is subject to terms and conditions of your new vehicle limited warranty. See owner's warranty and maintenance card for details. 
June is Men's Health Month, and Christie Clinic is helping to raise awareness of men's health issues. Make sure you've scheduled your annual exam with your provider. Seeking regular medical advice can help with early detection and treatment of injuries and diseases common among men and boys. Please join Christie Clinic as they commit to better health. Do it for yourself and your family. Schedule an appointment with your Christie Clinic provider today at ChristieClinic.com. Join Paul Rudy and special guest, economist Fred Gertz, tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. for Paul Rudy's On the Money radio show. Among the topics they'll discuss, investing, what types of insurance should you consider, mortgage rates, CD rates, and more. And don't forget to call in anytime with your questions during the show. It's Paul Rudy's On the Money, tomorrow morning at 10 a.m., right here on Newstalk 1400 WDWS. Back on Monday Night Sports Talk, Steve Kelly with Matt Daniels, Scott Ritchie, Bob Osmussen. We're here until a little bit before 6, Little League Baseball coming your way at that time. Let's uh, go back to the phones. Go ahead, caller. You're on the air with us. What's on your mind? I got a question pertaining to um, these athletes making commercials. Would they there have to pay uh, taxes on the royalties for those commercials? Yes, definitely. And that's part of the deal. That's part of Illinois' job. It's going to teach them to make sure they can handle the, all that part of it. There's going to be a lot of education on the CS. They'll have to pay taxes. So that's something to think about. So if you get the 10 grand, you got to put, you know, 3 grand away because later you're going to have to give the government the money. So, yeah, definitely. Then why not, why not have it the same policy then for, um, for them getting scholarships because there's certainly value of that. I mean, a scholarship in Illinois is probably worth in excess of 50 grand a year, isn't it? Shouldn't they pay taxes on that? Great question. I mean, are you going to make every student that receives a scholarship pay taxes on it? Even academic scholarships? Uh, A full ride? I think you'd have to probably look at the whole thing and it opens up a huge Pandora's box. But as far as athletes go, um, Yes, I think maybe they should be. Being a student is not the same as doing a commercial. I think that's the difference. I mean, be, being a stu- you know student athlete, you're uh, you're right. You're but you're you're do- you're providing a service. You're playing for the team, so that's you kind of uh, quote unquote your pay. So I think that's a different deal to me. I I, th- I think Scott's right. I think you'd have to be everybody. And I got a daughter going to Illinois next year. I don't want her to pay for her scholarships. So I don't want to pay taxes on yeah, that. There's also a difference in scholarships. Some scholarships might only be for um, a scholarship as far as the uh, schooling and stuff in your room and border on your own. When you're doing a full ride on athletics, it's everything, including all your food. I mean, there's there's real money in that. Well, you mentioned a Pandora's box. I think there's several potential subjects in that box that still need to be worked out when all this uh, gets going and uh, the governor's not signed the one in Illinois as yet as far as I know unless he no, to I think he's going July, to July yeah. 1st I think is yeah. when it could you, you raised some good points we appreciate the call thanks okay let's uh, try another call here go ahead you're on the air with us you're up thanks, Steve and gentlemen I, I see uh, competition being a serious issue here uh, particularly in the uh, area of football in the NFL, uh, a tackle, a guard, they're getting compensated quite well, and they have a, a motivation to make the playoffs because of bonuses, uh, et cetera, et cetera. 
Uh, I'm a guard in, uh, on a college team that's uh, looking to, to make it to, uh, you know, the postseason. And uh, for some reason, my quarterback has ticked me off, and uh, I might start slipping uh, some blocks. <laughs> Oops. Well, no, I, I think that, you know, there, there's a personality in every player, and how, how a man handles it, uh, you know, determines his level of maturity and acceptance of the, the system. And I, I just see a Pandora's box, previous caller. I see nothing good out of it. Let's hope if uh, you know Brandon Peters gets a Papa Dell's sponsorship that he shares some with his offensive right. line. Better, I, I was going to say that'd be the best commercial offensive lineman at Pop Dell's. There you go. Like blowing the play. You know, you just eating all the food there. So that's, but you're right. I mean, that's a great point. There's some concern. I don't think, frankly, these guys, I've seen a lot of them over the years. Very few that I've ever met would do anything like that. They would not risk their quarterback getting hurt. Because they're mad because the guy's making fifty bucks. I don't think that happens. I really don't. I think they're. I think people. If you're, if you make it at this level, you're a high quality athlete and high quality person generally. And even if you aren't, you, your coach will take care of you. Well, let's just think back to and, and you know what, this was six, seven years ago when there was a huge outrage about you know Shabazz Napier kind of voiced uh, in an interview before the NCAA tournament or NCAA title game about how he kind of went to bed hungry at nights and then the NCAA passed legislation for right. athletes to get free snacks seriously free snacks to eat right. um, college athletics has still gone on and, and moved past snack gate I guess so I, I think I think they'll survive the more you the can do like for this. the athletes to me the more you can do, the better it off it is. I think, I just think there's so much because to me, for a long time they've not been properly treated. I think they're treated well, but not as well as it should have been. Is my in my mind. Hey, we appreciate the call. Thanks for doing that. Thanks for taking time to give us a call here. We're just about out of time. Got a couple of minutes left. Uh, let's talk a little baseball. The uh, very little if you're a Cardinal fan. <laughs> Cardinals have lost five in a row now and find themselves in third place in the National League Central at 31 and 29. Mercifully, they don't play today <laughs> or tonight, <laughs> but they've got the Indians in town for a couple games. Then they go to Wrigley Field later in the week. The Cubs and the Brewers are tied for first in the um, National League Central. The White Sox have a four game lead in the American League Central. They've won seven of their last 10. A golf note, Mike Small is playing today in a U.S. Open, a senior U.S. Open quali- qualifying tournament, 18-hole shootout for two spots out in Omaha. We'll find out how he did at some point there. And then uh, uh, that's pretty much going to take care of things. Matthew, yeah. appreciate it. No problem. Thank you, Steve. News Gazette, back at you tomorrow. Scott, thank you. Welcome back. Bob, keep up the good work, my Thanks, friend. Thanks, Steve. On WDWS, Champaign-Urbana, this is Steve Kelly for the guys. Talk to you soon.